Welcome back to the Candid Cinema Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Amanda Garaji. Hope everyone had a very good weekend. I know my weekend was filled with trying to catch up on movies and shows, so, you know, I hope you all did the same thing. In today's episode, the focus is going to be on streaming services because that's where I spent majority of my weekend, even up until last night. So the first movie I'm going to talk to you guys about is actually on Netflix. It is directed by D. Rees, who directed Mudbound. So I watched The Last Thing he wanted. I've been reading reviews for this and I understand why people didn't really enjoy the film but I think from like a journalism standpoint it's definitely a story that needed to be shared and I love the way D. Rees put everything together. The cast was incredible. They all did a great job together and Hathaway was so great in this and the focus is on how poorly treated journalists are in the industry whether you're in politics or actually mostly if you're in politics you don't get treated properly because at the end of the day journalism is all about uncovering the truth and if there's corruption in any government of course they don't want anything being exposed so that is literally what the last thing you wanted was about it's about exposing gun runners and Anne Hathaway's character somehow gets deeply involved in the storyline and the payoff at the end is is actually really worth it it makes complete sense so throughout the movie you're kind of questioning what's happening but at the same time your own moral compass I guess maybe because I studied journalism we had a whole course about morality and ethics in journalism so we had like this big book that we had to study and maybe because I have the background and I went to school for it, I understood certain moral choices and decisions that journalists were making. But I also understood the flip side as to why senators didn't want certain things exposed. So it kind of goes back and forth. And I thought that was really interesting, especially in today's society. I do admit that the writing is a bit convoluted. It's always hard adapting a novel. Always hard. We've seen it thousands of times, but I really do think that D. Rees made the right choices and it flowed. I was invested from the first second, I think because she just captured the essence of what it meant to be a journalist and even like a photojournalist with uh, Rosie Perez like on site in Central America, like they really brought things forward. And if you appreciate what journalists do in the media exposing corruption not only in their own country but in other countries or just the thirst for the truth i would definitely take a look i would it's a bit long but it was interesting it was so interesting willem dafoe plays anne hathaway's uh dad and they were both so great in it together they had great chemistry ben affleck was great as one of the of, of the senators i believe he was a senator he was there and Hathaway ended up in such a difficult position, but I, th- I thought it was so interesting, especially her direct link to her father. And I think that that's why she even became a journalist, but that's just me writing my own backstory because of just like the character development. And like these things actually happen. I think that's why I was so fascinated by this movie and like Dee did a great job. So yeah, give the last thing he wanted a chance if you enjoy like political dramas or thrillers so i definitely would take a look at it 
I know the reviews are saying the opposite, but I rather enjoyed it and I thought it was good. So it's all about gun running and, you know, the corruption uh, in the government and how they try to silence journalists and then they end up in hot water and journalists obviously want the truth. So they do everything in their power to get what they want because the people need to know. So if journalists have these voices and other people don't have the voices to actually get their story out, then that's the job of the journalist to bring it forward and expose the truth. That's what journalism is. We see it every single day. So to put that on screen, in today's climate I thought was really important. The last thing he wanted on Netflix, directed by D. Rees. So now I'm gonna switch over to Amazon Prime. I'm gonna take a breath before I start talking about the show because Hunters on Amazon Prime, in all seriousness, I never say this, Hunters is possibly the best TV series that I have seen in a very, very long time. Now, when I say this, I mean like I started watching this on Sunday and unfortunately, like I had to go to bed and do other things or else I would have stayed up the entire night to watch it. But I started on Sunday and then I watched it again Monday and then I finished it yesterday because I actually got my parents hooked and obviously like I can't watch it without them. So I waited for them and I watched it straight through but this is a tv series that is so well crafted it is written so strategically and it's filled with historical knowledge that majority of us had no idea even happened obviously some aspects are fictitious i get that because they're just trying to enhance you know the story but at the same time it was just so incredible within the first five minutes i was hooked and again i don't say that often the first five minutes of this show blew my mind it's not something that we've seen before it's completely different and the concept is genius hunters really highlights how people are affected by tragedy through generations. I think that's the best way that I can put that and how everyone deals with the stereotypes and the hatred that is just passed down by stories that we hear from a different time. In this particular case, it handles Jewish history and what happened during World War II, and it carries it out into present day, and it really just highlights why we continue to tell these stories, why history is important, and at the end of the day, why history is even repeated. We don't want it to be repeated, but because of the vicious cycle of corruption and hatred, hatred and systemic racism it's hard to break that loop so they did an excellent job integrating so many things even right down to the camera work when it was a like a torturous scene everything was a close-up of the person doing the doing the hate crime it was really traumatizing it was scary it was horrendous the things that they did in this show if you have a light stomach i don't advise you watching this but at the same time the sadistic things that they did past and present there are so many things that happen in this series that it'll stay with me and that's how much of an impact this show makes on everyone because it's not only about jewish people in world war ii the nazis have evolved we've seen that we've seen various hate crimes 
throughout decades like it's not going away so to have it like front and center in the most brutal form and some are like some is historical some is fictitious we don't know that but at the same time this kind of brutal in your face storytelling while still like exposing so many different things about history is just incredible to me and i'm someone who loves to watch things like that and i think that's why i adore this series i have never been so invested in something and i'm still like learning so much more it, it was just insane it, i can't even explain it to you without like ruining certain things and i'm not gonna do that because i hate spoilers i hope you guys listening to this will actually if you do have amazon prime just give hunters a chance like just watch the first episode you'll know if you're gonna love it and you're gonna keep watching or if it's like this is way too much for me i can't sit through this i'm gonna bow out you'll feel it within the first episode but i was completely taken aback by the show it was incredible the show is also very inclusive the casting was excellent for me the standouts logan lerman as uh jonah which is everyone's like favorite grandson in this uh in this show was excellent his work within the first three episodes alone he deserves a nomination because it was just incredible he was really good you have to watch it i'm not gonna go into any details like nothing logan also like went toe-to-toe with al pacino it's it's al pacino like it that's not light you know what i mean so he went toe-to-toe with him really held his own had great chemistry with al pacino al was great there was something about his character that i just i think it's because i couldn't understand him because his accent was so thick and i even watched it with subtitles just so i could understand everything he's always great i just didn't vibe with the character because of his accent that was just me uh jerica hinton who plays fbi agent millie morris was so good i loved her in this she also had a great backstory and i thought that was really interesting she is a great fbi agent such a great cop and it also shows the struggles of like african-american women in the police force so i thought uh the power struggles in that case it was really important for everyone to see that as well so she did a fantastic job i loved her so much in this josh radner was also great in this now i know you guys remember that name he was in how i met your mother he is our ted mosby josh radner as lonnie flash in hunters completely changed my opinion on him i was indifferent towards him but at the same time i'm like i'm watching this and josh radner was so good he was hilarious he was fantastic in this and i didn't really like his character in how i met your mother but wow like lonnie will become one of your favorite characters on hunters so definitely focus on josh radner because he was great and lastly i'm gonna speak about greg austin as travis he is a part of the nazis the new age of nazis and he was incredible in his role i never wanted a character to die so much in my life actually ramsey bolton in game of thrones that was another one but his character was ridiculous when i'm talking about like sadistic and crazy he took it to another level i was talking to my mom about it she's like no i don't like him the character's so terrible like uh, he has to die like i can't do this and i'm like my he's doing his job for me when someone is so good at playing someone evil you have to respect his acting methods and commend him for doing such a great job so yeah he's clearly a standout 
Also, he sings a lot in Hunters, and it kind of reminded me of the scene in Clockwork Orange where, you know the scene, the singing in the rain scene. I don't have to explain it. It just reminded me of that, and like that's how sick and twisted he was. So that's what it reminded me of. Also, throughout the show, if I'm doing nods to other pieces, they would cut to commercials that they made themselves, and it kind of just reminded me of a Tarantino clip. So I thought it was really cool. It was a nice addition. But they would just like spill the tea in these commercials and it was amazing i was dying of laughter because i'm like they went there you know when you laugh nervously they're like oh my god you actually went there with this commercial you went there it's next level filmmaking that's all i'm gonna say it was such it, there's such good moments and then it takes me to me praising hunters there was a tweet that went out from the Auschwitz Memorial Twitter, and I'm quoting it. They tweeted out saying, Hunters on Prime is not only dangerous foolishness and caricature, it also welcomes future deniers. We honor the victims by preserving factual accuracy. So this was in relation to a scene which involved a human chess match with Jewish victims of World War II at the concentration camps. Now, that was a fictitious situation, yes, and I completely respect and understand why they have said this and why people deny that the Holocaust actually happened or any of this happened to Jewish people. If you think that, I honestly have nothing to say to you because there is literal evidence and I just can't believe that people deny that this happened, that this travesty happened when the entirety of World War II was about that. So it doesn't make any sense to me. However, in regards to a television show which is also fictitious because this also happened with Watchmen they took historical moments and they elevated it with fictional situations this has been going on for years for decades people have done this right so I completely understand it but this human chess match that I saw I believed it I said you know what the Germans in World War II under Hitler's regime they were that sadistic and that disgusting to do certain things which they've done ten like they've done so many bad things even if it was fictitious i still believe that like yeah you know what they could have done that and i can't believe they would have done that you know so it, it does work both ways because it's history it's history that they were this cruel to people so it works both ways and i completely understand why they would comment on that i respect them for sure and obviously i'm not jewish so i can't understand any of that pain whatsoever but i do empathize with anyone that has gone through anything that horrible i really do this tv show really just puts everything that's been hard to stomach in the past four years of someone's presidency to the forefront and i think that's another great thing that's happened with this television show is that not only does it show the past but it also is heavily influenced by who's in power at the moment and i i think that's extraordinary work being able to integrate both of those things it's a great script the writing is superb what i also love was that jonah which is logan lerman's character and his friends would read comic books so there are so many comic book references it's really cute but he also bases his morals off of what superheroes would do in any situation. So obviously 
All those situations are fictitious, as we know. And once he read his grandmother's letters about being in concentration camps and the horrors that she encountered, you know, those morals were questioned, especially when he joined the hunt with like Al Pacino. The first three episodes is him just going back and forth. He's like, what does it mean to be good? Because you're reading these comics and obviously there's so many different forms of purity about being good and doing the right thing and making the right choices and being a good person and being a hero. But here it's like there's a skewed perception of what it takes to being a hero in the real world. So it was also really interesting that they integrated that as well. And the show was so much more than just killing Nazis. It's definitely a reflection of history through generations, and not only for the Jewish people, but even the systemic racism towards the black community. It's evident. It's minor, but it's still there. And I thought it was really amazing to see everyone working together. Also, it has one of the best twists and the best ending of a series of a season one we are hoping for season two after the way this thing ended seriously i don't say this i never say this stuff unless i mean it so hunters threw me for a loop it's 10 episodes please go watch it and then come talk to me about it because not many people have seen hunters and i'm kind of sitting here like i don't know who to discuss this with and if you're a big history buff and you like discussing politics i think that this show will be so worth it now we're gonna go to another streaming platform disney plus so disney plus was under fire this week because they have decided to put love of Simon on Hulu instead of Disney Plus because it is not family friendly. So, if you guys do not know Love, Simon, Nick Robinson plays a gay teenager who is trying to navigate his sexuality and how he would choose to come out. A gay character and a gay love story, a romantic interest is not family friendly on Disney Plus. Okay. So here's the issue with this. It is a load of bullshit that you would even say that or even move it to a different platform because A, you as a parent have every right to control what your kid watches. That's number one. So if Love, Simon is on Disney+, Plus, it's not only to one age group. You're literally just putting it in a box. It's like saying... We can't put this out there because seven-year-olds are going to watch it and what are they going to think? Guess what? Majority of the people that subscribe to Disney Plus are the ages of 18 to 34. And you want to know why? Because we grew up with all those films. We grew up with the MCU. Okay, we grew up with the new, like with Star Wars. Like, it's not only for children. So, why all of a sudden it's family friendly? Like, are you kidding that you're saying that? Family friendly. So, the dick jokes, the rape jokes, and the sex jokes in majority of the Marvel films are okay. Children can watch that, right? That's fine. Oh, but they're not gonna understand it. Okay, are they gonna care if the two people of the same sex are hanging around in a relationship like i really don't think they're gonna care about that you just don't want kids to ask questions but naturally children absorb things like a sponge so if you condition them to say that this is okay seeing same-sex couples then you're conditioning them in a way that they're gonna accept everyone in the same way that's all that anyone's trying to say here but you removing that and not giving them the option or even giving the parents the option to have this unfold what are you doing it's 2020 and again if parents see love simon on disney plus 
All you gotta do is, okay, I don't have to click on this. Not like sign a petition and saying I want this removed. That doesn't make any sense. People have been saying on Twitter the whole time is like, well, Anakin literally kills children and that's family friendly. I'm giving you so many examples as to the films that are actually on Disney Plus. And you're saying that Love, Simon, which is gonna be about a teenager in a romantic relationship is not family friendly. That is completely unacceptable, especially when there's been articles saying that Disney is inclusive and has had so much representation. Where? Where? One black superhero, one bisexual superhero who's not even the lead in anything. Where is the representation? It's not there. Do you see how dumb you sound when you say family friendly and you have enough representation and then you go ahead and do this? That is completely wrong. You should know better and you should know your audience. You're not marketing to kids anymore. The people that pay $20 to go sit and watch a Marvel movie, they're not seven-year-olds. Even with High School Musical... The series... the mu- I can't even say the whole thing. You couldn't have made that shorter. High School Musical, the series... the. Mu- The musical, the series. High School Musical, the musical, the series. There, bam, I said it. They have gay characters in the show. No one has said a word, but they have gay characters in the show. And they're together. So no one has said anything. You didn't even take a gamble on Love, Simon. It could have done incredibly well on Disney+. Plus. I know I would have watched it. Because why? I watched the movie and it was great. It was great for representation. And I think that you moving it is wrong. Well, that's all for today's episode. The Invisible Man comes out on Friday. I honestly can't wait to get spooked. I've seen like advanced screenings and they said that seat may not be empty. And now I'm like, oh my God, the Invisible Man's here. But it's gonna be so fun. I've heard great things about it. So definitely get to the theater for that one this weekend. If you want to stay in, All the Bright Places will drop on Netflix this Friday. So that's also a fun time. So tune in next time, guys. I'm Amanda Garagi and keep watching movies.